Welcome to Midnight Slumber. I am your host, Zach Miller. Join me as we take a journey through the alternate realities that take place after midnight. When you were a child, was there ever a time you were afraid to enter the pool with your friends? In this story, we explore a time when being afraid is a good thing. Here is the story, A Deep Pool. Laying on a soft, sandy shore, the cool breeze blows gently against my slightly sunburnt skin, and it is soothing. The cool waves splash against my feet, and I turn my head to the left to look over at my friends. Yet, the side I see is barren of any friends. Also, they left their stuff. What remains are striped, colorful towels, along with a picnic basket and a big group of floats. There is a nice, bright orange float sitting on top that I reach over and pick up. I look at the beach, which is really just a pool with sand leading into it, and see that my friends are on the other side next to the long white diving board at the deep end. Getting up, I stroll into the water, but only get ankle deep before I stop. There are small fish swimming by my feet, and as I pan my gaze up across the pool, I see multiple schools of jellyfish in front of me, filling most of the pool. I quickly step back out, realizing that swimming across this would be a terrible way to get to them. I don't want to be stung, so I set the float back down. Yeah, I know the float would keep me out of the water, but I don't want to risk flipping over and not being able to paddle if I get into a group of them. So, I start to walk to my left and stop as there is a fence that butts right up to the pool's edge. Well, I can't walk across that way. Turning to my right, I see the lifeguard building butting up next to the pool, but not all the way like the fences. This means I can walk along the edge or go through the building to get to them. I choose the simplest of both. I am going to just go through the one-story stucco building, which has a nasty yellow hue to it. As I reach for the handle to open the fogged glass door, I realize it's locked. The handle won't move, and the lights are turned off inside meaning the building is empty. Darn. I guess I'll have to walk along the edge. Stepping over to the smooth, tiled ledge, I notice that the pool is longer than I thought. Sliding my feet across the nice white and blue interchanging tile, a chill goes up my spine as to how cold these tiles are. My back is pressed up against the building's wall, and it is rough. The wall bumps and scrapes along my back as I travel towards my friends. I can see a school of jellyfish hovering menacingly near my feet at the three-foot mark. The jellyfish even buzz with an electric warning to them. As I continue on, I notice that the pool isn't labeled with depth markers, but with sea creatures. Looking at the pool, I assume I am now at the five-foot mark. There is a sign for barracuda, which... I can see them moving quickly in the water and eating some of the smaller silver-colored fish. Now moving forward at a rapid pace, hoping not to lose my footing as the pool seems to keep getting longer. 
I must have traveled at least 50 feet by now, and still I am not halfway. The pool, on the other hand, must be 30 feet or deeper by now, which at this point is displaying a sign for sharks. There are hammerheads and a few tiger sharks swimming at this depth. One of the hammerheads follows me, coming right up to my feet and bumps the wall, shaking the ground under me. I stop to catch my breath and to look at my friends. They are smiling and waving me on. The jerks. They just left me to figure this out on my own. I bet the lifeguard let them walk through the building. My friends are probably dying of laughter on the inside. I begin moving forward at an even more cautious pace. I'm getting close to the end. There's a great white shark swimming off in the distance, and unfortunately, I can no longer go any further. The lifeguard building juts out over the pool's edge and continues all the way to the end of the deep end. There's no more edge for me to walk along and nothing I can jump on or climb onto to not have to swim in the water. I really don't want to do this. Thankfully, there's only another 30 feet to go. However, the water goes from a deep blue to an almost black. I have no idea how deep this pool is now, but I know what occupies that black abyss. Sign next to the diving board shows a giant squid. I'm terrified and trying not to panic. I know if I just jump in and make a lot of noise, then I will either be attacked by the great white or the giant squid. Whichever can reach me first, I guess. However, if I'm quiet, I will most likely only be attacked by the giant squid. Let's be honest, I imagine I won't be fast enough to reach the other side without being attacked. So I can either be fast and loud, or slow and quiet. My friends are actually worried now. Their faces are struck with fear as they are trying to figure out how to get me to them without being eaten. They know I am a good swimmer, but they can't see where the squid is, and the shark is just getting closer. It's now or never, so I go for it. I plant my feet and push off with all my might trying to get as far and as little of a splash from this dive as I can. I enter the water still making a splash which echoes through my ears. The water is black and I can't see anything as I swim under the surface, trying to reduce my noise. I dolphin kick as hard and as fast as I can in this cold abyss. Unfortunately, due to the disorientation, I break the surface of the water. Now I must swim on top. I race, splashing like a motor just out of the water. I hear the shark's fin break the surface and see the squid's eye reflect in what little light there is as it approaches. Its long, sharp tentacles reach out for me as my hand slams into the wall. My friends frantically pull me out of the water just in time to see the bright red tentacles break the surface and the shark dart away as it notices the giant squid. I stumble to my feet, catching my breath. They all look surprised and relieved. One of them says, Man, that was crazy. We all start to laugh and chuckle at what just happened. Then one of my friends points out something obvious. So, 
Who's gonna dive back in to go get our stuff? If you have ever competed on a sports team or in a sports event, you know the kind of bond you can form with people. You also know what it's like to win and lose. In this story, the competition involves more than just winning a trophy. Here is the story, Untypical Swim Meet. Racing through this extremely deep water, I can see the bottom of the pool is made out of a thick glass. There is something orange glowing behind the fogged glass, but I can't spend time to figure it out as there is another swimmer next to me. They are catching up and getting too close. I kick even harder trying to beat them to the wall. We are close to the end, just a few strokes away when I hear people cheering. Clearly, someone has just won, but it is not me or the guy next to me. My hand slams into the wall, and I see that I came in third. I outswam the guy to my left, and thankfully, it was my teammate that won. Climbing out, I make my way past the next group of swimmers and over to my stuff. I must duck as I walk away from the pool since the wall is at a sharp angle leading up to the ceiling. There are tons of lanes. Multiple swim meets must be going on. The stadium seating overhangs part of the pool so that people can get a better view. This building seems to be ahead of its time. As the next race starts, the seats pull back and switch out so that everyone can have a great view of the people they are cheering for. Heading over to my friends who are chatting and cheering others on, I smile, seeing old familiar faces. They are seated on metal benches which are heated to keep everyone warm. It really is nice to see them all again, as it has been too long of a time since any of us have hung out or cheered each other on. However, one of my friends that raced with me comes up from behind and slaps me on the shoulder, reminding me to go to the warm-up pool as I have another race with him soon. I grab my towel and head towards the locker room rather than catching up. There is a white door with blue LED lights on the locker room's entrance. The door automatically opens for me as I approach. Walking in, I see how pristine and clean this bathroom is. I had planned to quickly wash off and change into a training suit until I realized that the bathroom is connected in weird ways. Once past the main lockers, the stalls for the toilets and showers become intertwined and set up like a maze. I see the showers, but they are half a football field away, and the stalls only allow for me to go in a few directions. I first go straight, trying to get there directly but I must turn right as there is a stall blocking the way. Going forward a few feet, I then take a few turns left and end up at a dead end. The bathroom is getting grungier as I get deeper. Tracking my steps back, I continue to navigate for a while until I reach a section where everything is slightly open. I feel like I'm at a dirty, nasty intersection, except I can only go straight. This part of the locker room is slightly normal. Now, I'm just ready to leave. The showers are still behind me in the maze, but I don't care about them. As I step forward, I hear someone shriek behind me and then smack me. I am in the girls' locker room and I shut my eyes immediately. 
I bolt out of there faster than I've ever moved. They shout and scream at me until I hear the door open and shut behind me. Taking a few deep breaths, I slightly open my eyes and see a pink LED door. I am glad to be out of there. Up ahead of me is a few training pools. The room is mostly empty other than another team training in the pool in the very back corner. I take the pool off to my left in this light blue room as it is empty. I hop in and notice that the pool is short and narrow, which is nice if you just want to take it easy to cool down or practice on your turns. As I start practicing, others jump in and swim with me. I was hoping to have this pool to myself, but if my friends want to join me, that's fine. I look over at them and wave, but I don't recognize anyone. Also, they swim right by me and are a lot faster than I am. They are kind of rude in how they are swimming. I stop and pull myself out to talk to the coach, but as I stand, I see that all the practice pools are now full, and my coach says I am in the wrong pool. That this pool is for the next generation of swimmers, which I realize that I am a whole four years older than all of them. She tells me that the pool I am looking for is down the hallway and to the right. I see the hall she is pointing to, and a warm yellow light is coming from it. Reluctantly, I hold my tongue and make my way out towards the hallway. I feel unimportant and obsolete. The hallway has a big arrow pointing in the direction I need to go, and as I round the corner, I fall into a dark hole. Falling a few stories, I splash down into another pool. It's dark in this water, almost like swimming through coffee. Down here, the lighting is dim and orange, with a little bit of blue light coming down from above. I look up to see what is making this blue light, and to my surprise, I see the underside of the competition pool. It's at least a few stories above this pool, and with all the noise coming from above, there's no way anyone can hear me down here. I look around to see if there is an exit, which there is one off to my right. I frantically swim over and pull myself out, only to find that the exit has been sealed. A brick wall stands between me and my friends. Turning around, I take in more of my surroundings. The orange lights that hang from the walls appear to be old and slowly fading. Concrete floor is also very dark and heavily worn. I can't believe I didn't notice this before, but there are varying sizes of white concrete mushrooms standing throughout the room. They rise up, leading to the hole where I fell from. Climbing up on one, it is rough and just big enough for me to fully lay down on. I jump to the next one and continue until I am halfway up. I go back and forth as they rise in an almost random pattern. There's only one more mushroom to jump to, and it's far. I go for it, barely making it and only hanging on by a few fingers. Pulling myself up to stand, I see I am still too far away to reach the opening. Even if I could reach it, it's too wide for me to climb up. A school bus wouldn't have a problem falling through that hole. Looking up in disappointment, I hear a man's voice come from below, 
I see a lifeguard standing at the bottom. He shouts up at me, telling me, Just give up and enjoy the view. You won't be able to get out of here. Wondering if he fell in here too, I jump down from the mushroom back into the pool. Splashing down and quickly pulling myself out, I ask him what he means. His face is now blurry. You can't leave here, as someone must occupy this realm at all times. What? What is he talking about, I think to myself. I take another look at this place, and there really is no way out of here. As I turn back to ask some more questions, he's gone. I don't know where he went, or even what he means. I stand alone in the slowly encroaching darkness, knowing I can't leave. If you'd like to leave a comment or find out more about this show, check the links in the description. I'm your host, Zach Miller, and thanks for listening. Have a good midnight slumber.